0: hello total drama fans and welcome to another geeks crossing podcast i'm eric
1: and i'm matt
0: here to give you all the best geek related content you could ask for so uh total drama pocket two island
1: that's a thing (laughs) i guess yeah, it, you know what's kind of sad? It dawned on me the second we started recording. This is pretty much the last, to date, at least, at the time of this recording. This is the last normal season of Total Drama. And it's just, it's to- Total Drama Pocketo to Island. I <laughs> like mean, you said.
0: it does exist. It was animated and produced by Fresh TV.
1: There were characters. Chris and Chef were in there. There was an island. I, I can vouch for that.
0: But by and large, it's very, very forgettable not even yeah. in a good way it's
1: <laughs> like you think total drama action is forgettable boy you have not seen pocket two island or maybe you have and you don't even remember it that's how forgettable it was <laughs> yeah
0: so here's a little fun fact even though this is technically the sixth season the total drama writers consider it season 5.5 5, and i'm like what
1: <laughs> yeah so season five of total drama They had a season after Revenge of the Island, which was only 13 episodes. They had a season that had the full 26 episodes. And it was like, oh, that's amazing. And what do they do? They split it in half. It's like, oh, come on. So we did briefly talk about that in our last episode, about the season that shall not be named, uh, where that could have been a full 26 episode full all-star season. It might have been better. But yeah, we just have two pretty bad seasons instead. So hooray. Way to go, Fresh. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Basically everything you expect from Revenge of the Island, Pocket Two Island is like a bootleg version of that, like a more dumbed down version, if you will.
1: Yeah, and I I think I do remember saying this, and it's funny. My uh my brothers and I actually had this debate uh a little bit yesterday in preparation for, because I told them we were gonna do this episode. Like we I was debating with them what's worse, All Stars or Pocket and my thinking was All Stars ruins classic characters, and Pocket Two introduces a bunch of characters that I literally do not care about at all. Okay, there's like a few I like, but by and large, it's not very many of them.
0: Or, if you want to be very cynical, this is like The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker in the tall <laughs> Drama franchise.
1: Holy cow, wait, I didn't think of it like that, but you're right. You have Because the, yeah. one you know. of them was a complete shitstorm, and the
0: other wasn't much better.
1: Yeah, one of them ruined classic old characters, and the other one's just like, alright, well... That happened, so here's just some other pile of crap, I guess, Enjoy. <laughs> Thank
0: God. I literally
1: just thought about that
0: right now. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Either that, I've been watching a lot of Star Wars recently, so <laughs> I guess my mind is still thinking about that. But whatever. Total Drama Pocket 2, Iowan Where after that embarrassing season, that is do I even have to say it? Chris decides <laughs> to host the show on a new island, which was allegedly inhabited by an ancient kree civilization. I say allegedly
1: because there's a lot more to the island. Spoilers, I guess. Yeah, later on we're going to explain a little bit more about that. The original island, Wawanak, was sunk. And yeah, so here we are on this new island, which the theme of the season seems to be it's a more wild island. Like, you know, Wawanakwa had the craft service tent, they had, like, the first aid tent, they had all... They did have structures there, but this island is totally wild, (laughs) and it's a lot of survival-themed challenges. Which, you know, on paper, much like the the synopsis of All-Stars, on paper, that sounds like it might make a pretty good season. It's clearly much more inspired by the actual show Survivor, which i've really never seen but i do know that you know they have to live off the land like it's very survival themed hence the name so yeah again kind of an interesting concept
0: because like we said for the most part total drama was inspired by survivor it's just the execution my god
1: <laughs> oh boy yeah
0: <laughs> all right so compared to revenge of the island instead of having 13 new characters you know they're all decent in their own way some are great some are decent Here, Pocket 2 Island introduces 14 new characters, which I can honestly say, I don't give a shit about any of them.
1: I'm trying, okay, actually, so I will give a a shout out to the YouTuber, uh, what's her name? Super Total Drama Fan 101. I have the, uh, their version of the Elimination Order up, so I can follow it as we go shout out but um yeah i'm looking and they're all the pictures of the contestants are here and i'm looking at them and i'm like genuinely i don't think i there's anyone in this season that i'm just like actually excited about like there's a few characters who are like goofy and have their moments but like man this is not a good start
0: yeah we should probably explain each character like we did when we talked about revenge of the island starting with elwa who is literally the living embodiment of all the stereotypical Disney princesses.
1: Yeah, um, and just immediately once we get to Ella, you're going to start to realize this season that they're scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes to teenager stereotypes. And instead of like just kind of repeating or using, God forbid, using old characters again, and developing them more, we're just getting really strange parodies. So yeah, we have a girl who thinks she's a Disney princess, walks around, sings, talks to animals. It's like, okay, I don't remember that person in my high school. I don't remember that person at summer camp, but uh, okay.
0: She could be a method actor, but no, she <laughs> literally thinks she's a Disney princess. I mean, let's put it this way. She looks like Snow White. Her dress resembles Aurora's, and her name is Ella, which is from the name Cinderella.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's very interesting. Next, we have
0: Topher, who's a complete Chris fanboy, even more so than Sierra. Let that sink in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because whereas Sierra liked Total Drama as a whole and eventually just kind of liked Cody, Topher's just obsessed with Chris. He looks up to him. He wants to be like him. And so uh, you can even see it in the name, Chris topher huh christopher
0: next we have rodney who's very love struck but... yeah
1: he's like this awkward guy i think he mentioned he lived on a farm with just like his brothers and his dad so he doesn't know really girls much so he's very awkward around them develops crushes
0: easily he develops and loses crushes let's put it that <laughs> yeah. way
1: <laughs> yeah let's say that he, he jumps from girl to girl quite a lot all right we have <laughs> max
0: who is you ever seen dr evil Imagine a teenage version of Dr. Evil from Austin Powers.
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. He's like this stubby little guy. Again, we're moving beyond teenage stereotypes and just going to parodies of real characters, which to be fair, Revenge of the Island did that too, where you had characters like Joe. But in this case, yeah, he's, he's literally Dr. Evil. Like I had never seen the Austin Powers movies before, but I have seen clips of them. And I didn't realize, because I had seen this first, Like, even the voice, whoever's doing the voice is trying to make it sound like Dr. Evil. Like, it's nuts. You know, thinking about it,
0: when you're talking about Ella, I don't remember a single 16-year-old in our high school that had to take over the world. (laughs) Well, maybe people didn't.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. Well, maybe they just didn't share it.
0: (laughs) but you have to be pretty fucked up in the head to have dreams of world domination when you're in high school yeah i would agree with that and not too far off from max we have scarlet
1: uh yes um we're we won't talk too much about scarlet because we do like to usually reveal more about the characters and the show as the show actually goes on but as far as we know her when she gets onto the island she is very very smart to the point of just like pretty much a a walking encyclopedia she just spouts facts and does mathematical equations
0: i'll tell you another thing that's interesting unlike katie and sadie who are like bffs who act like sisters this season actually gave us twin sisters amy and quote unquote sammy well her real name's sammy but we'll elaborate on why she's called sammy
1: this is the first instance i think of siblings being on the same show together right
0: yeah that's oh, what I meant by interesting, because we never had siblings compete against each other.
1: Yeah, it, it's very interesting. Uh, we've seen siblings before, like we've seen uh, Alejandro and Jose, for example. But this is kind of an interesting dynamic. You have a mean sister and kind of like an abused sister, like the, the alpha sister and the the one who gets kind of bullied around. Um, yeah, and they're also identical. Uh, Amy has a mole, Sammy doesn't. Will that come up?
0: We will have to see. Next, we have Dave, the quote unquote normal guy who happens to be my favorite. Really? Save all your death threats for later, but I have my reasons.
1: Okay, that's funny, because I really am not a Dave fan, so we're going to probably have some interesting conversations, but
0: yeah. Uh, Okay, so I mean favorite very loosely. I mean, like I said, I don't give a shit about any of these characters, but if I had to pick a favorite, it'd probably be Dave, because like I said, he's the normal guy who tries to be, you know, neutral about everything. You know, that's kind of the person I am. But, oh, I see. But leave it to the writers to make him unlikable.
1: <laughs> Dave was kind of like a, a a little bit of a, like a snark in the first few episodes, where he's just like, "Oh, whatever." I'm I'm like the normal one, but I didn't really mind him. It's it's more later in the season where he totally goes off the rails. So I guess I see where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, I was going to save this comment for later, but Pocket 2 Island is in that awkward position where the first half of the season, it's sort of watchable, but then the other half, it's like, oh my God, I can't fucking stand it. It's almost as bad as All Stars.
1: Yeah, you can definitely tell that they're the same writers. Uh, the writers show their their strings at that point. It's like, oh,
0: no. Well, since I mentioned Dave, I might as well mention Sky next, or Olympian.
1: Yeah, she wants to be strong and wants to compete in the Olympics, and we're going to get more into Sky as we go, but um, I'm not fond of Sky. I will just leave it at that, that pretty much that's her whole personality, and we'll get more into it as we go.
0: Next, we have Sean, who is obsessed with surviving the zombie apocalypse. When is the zombie apocalypse? Fuck if we know. He just wants to be prepared, just in case.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah if it wasn't obvious from the idea of zombies and his name being sean he's a parody of sean of the dead even though that's a british movie and he's not actually british i think it's just more of a like a the reference being just the name not the character yeah obsessed with zombies thinks they're gonna attack thinks they're around every corner yeah and a total wackadoo
0: continuing from pairings, spoilers we have jasmine who mm-hmm. i will admit is another one of those characters i actually tolerated.
1: Yeah, she's mostly competent, like, she makes some stupid mistakes every now and then from what I remember, but yeah, competently written character in an otherwise incompetently written season. She's very, very tall, becomes kind of a team leader, kind of a, generally a good person, you know? Kind of reminds me of, like, Gwen or Lashana in that, like, a solid base for a lot of friendships to form around.
0: We have three characters left. And what better way to continue the third-to-last character than Sugar, who's oh. literally a teenage version of Honey Boo Boo.
1: Yeah, which, again, that's another one of those references that that was really popular when this came out. And, like, I, I, you know, 2022, I think of a regular kid, maybe a, a 12-year-old, turned on an episode of Pocket 2 Island. They, I think the reference would go straight over their head. Like, nobody knows who Honey Boo Boo is anymore. So it's a very interesting and kind of dated reference. But yeah, she's like a pageant queen, like a country bumpkin, likes being the star of the show, which leads to a lot of clashes.
0: Which will elaborate later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, next we have Leonard, a LARPer, which stands for live action role player, I think. Yeah. But he takes this fixation way too far because he legit thinks he's a wizard. This is like the Ella
1: situation, like unironic. This is not method acting. In this case, it's not even LARPing because LARPer's... Well, at the end of the day, the LARPA will go home and go back to being, like, a regular human being. This person actually thinks he's a wizard. So, honestly, LARPA almost seems like it's not appropriate, but that's what they call him. Yeah, thinks he's magic, thinks magic is, like, something he can control, and, again, just uh, leads to a lot of very interesting scenarios. If any of
0: these characters need serious therapy, it would definitely be this guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that.
0: (laughs) And last but not least, we have Beardo, a rapper who only communicates through sound effects. Yes, I'm not even kidding. (laughs) Were they this brain dead with coming up with characters and what their personalities were?
1: Yeah, Beardo reminds a lot of people of B, just because he's like the quiet guy. But I I more see him as a B meets Stacy from Revenge of the Island in that, one, he's kind of quiet, sticks to himself. But two, he's clearly designed to just be the guy to get kicked out first. Like, they don't even bother developing a personality for him. He just makes funny, random sound effects for 15 minutes and then gets eliminated.
0: And again, his name is Beardo. Yeah. Did his parents think, like, oh, you know what would be a great name for him? Beardo. (laughs) I
1: don't don't know what's worse. If his parents named him that or if he decided that that would be a good nickname. Because, no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm just thinking, like, what was going through their minds when coming up with names for these characters? Oh, you know, he's got a beard, so... Beardo, yeah,
1: that sounds like a cool name Think of the hundreds no, Think of the thousands of names That have not appeared in this show yet It's not like we're like, oh crud, we're running out of names There's so many names Beardo is not a real name (laughs) You can look it up for yourselves If
0: you think we're lying
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh, my gosh.
0: gosh You notice one problem with these characters They're way too cartoony And now I know what you're thinking Well duh The first generation second generation were cartoons. Yes, but there's a difference. They were all relatable in a way. Like, these were characters you could relate to in real life. These characters, I can't relate to any of them. Okay, maybe Dave, like I said before, but even he has problems. Yeah. Basically, this is without a doubt the weakest generation.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. You had the first generation, which had three, technically three and a half seasons to develop, but let's be honest, All-Stars, they didn't develop at all. Uh, So, you know, three seasons of development. Revenge had eh, maybe a season. Some characters actually did develop in All-Stars, so we could say they had two seasons, which, of course, because both of those seasons were only 13 episodes each, it was more like one season, whatever. These guys have 13 episodes to develop, and for the most part, with one very weird exception in Ridiculous Race, we're never going to see any of these guys ever again. So it's just like, almost like a total waste. I, I agree with you. They are very, very weak. They had run the teenage stereotypes dry by this point, And so we get, oh, what about a guy who makes funny sound effects? What about a guy who falls in love with every girl he meets? What about a wizard? What about a princess? What about Dr. Evil? We're going to treat this like a band-aid, man. Yeah, Just rip, rip it, it off. off
0: and get through this. Starting with right. episode one.
1: Really quickly, before we actually talk about the episode... The first two episodes of this season, they're named after quotes in the episode, and then they randomly stopped doing that for episode three. Like, I don't get it. Like, it was, like, almost like something they were going to try to do, and then they stopped. But that's just something I noticed, a weird pattern. Um, weird. I didn't remember that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so while this is my team, traditional early episode, we meet all the... Actually, honestly, well, you know, we'll talk about it when we get into the episode, but very broadly, characters are introduced. They have to parachute out of a pl- a blimp by grabbing parachutes. The people who get parachutes are on one team. The people who get, you know, funny, wacky trolls in their uh, parachutes are on the other team. And then they have to compete in their first challenge, which is to build a shelter. And uh, whoever builds the, sh- the best shelter wins. And whoever builds the worst shelter has to send somebody home.
0: It should be noted that, They were forced to parachute at the blimp because Chris implanted a bomb on the blimp and he's like, you know what? This season needs to start off with a bang. Beep. So, you know, everybody's panicking, trying to grab as many parachutes as possible, which actually led to a pretty funny scene where Topher's like, hey, Chris, I got you a parachute. No, thank you. I'm simply a hologram. Then you have Chef, who's obviously (laughs) flying the blimp. He's like, what? How come I ain't a hologram? (laughs) abandoned ship (laughs) (laughs) then he was like why did not you give me one of the parachutes shoulda coulda didn't (laughs) something like Um, that
1: yeah so i will say too um this episode its method of introducing the new characters is very strange in my opinion unlike island where they each come off of a boat on the dock which i do think is the cream of the crop for doing this revenge had chris randomly point out everyone as they headed onto the island and they each said like a line of dialogue about themselves in this case they're all just running around a blimp kind of like talking to each other and kind of vibing honestly a lot of names don't even really get spoken until chris introduces all of them so yeah it's kind of interesting i guess um i think it could have been a a cool ish way almost like starting in the middle of things in media res but uh, you know i think it's handled a little awkwardly
0: as usual, we have to break down the teams, starting with Team Kano Saywalk, consisting of Rodney, Scarlet, Topher, Jasmine, Max, Amy, and Sammy.
1: And we should note that Team Kino Saywalk translates to the Floating Salmon.
0: And I think Chris was like, oh, this translates to the Soaring Eagles. But Sky was like, sorry, that means the Floating Salmon. Yeah. And the yeah. other team, Team Muskwak, consisting of Sugar, Sky, Sean, Ella, Beardo, Dave, and leonard which translates to the confused bears even though chris yeah. thought it translated to what ferocious tigers
1: yeah ferocious tigers or something like that i actually think it might have been that yeah he turns to chef and he's like
0: this is what you get for going on a cheap online translator <laughs> google translate in a nutshell
1: yeah literally yes because i i think he says they're cree like he translates them into cree because according to uh chris the, the season takes place on a Cree, like an old Cree Native American island. Pockatoo Island actually, according to Chris, translates to explosion, which if you look at it, the island actually does kind of look like it's in the shape of an explosion. So I guess that's an okay touch. Like with All Stars, I'll, I'll, I'll bring up the things I kind of liked a little bit as we go through them. And I guess that's one of them. I, I do really like the idea for the island being totally wild and untamed and... It could have led to some cool scenarios. Obviously, they waste a lot of time, and then the twist about the island kind of ruins everything. But, you know, we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah, Matt, we should
0: save all those complaints for when we get to the merge.
1: Gladly.
0: So, it is what you expect. Like Matt said, they have to build a shelter. Team King of Saywalk built a treehouse, while Team Musquak, courtesy of Leonard, decided to build a wizard's tower. Yeah, yeah
1: a wizard's tower.
0: Yeah, you heard right. And try to guess who's the only character that's not for that.
1: Uh, I could definitely have one guess. The the self-declared normal guy.
0: Yeah, as you can imagine, Dave is annoyed by his team throughout the episode because it's like, why are we building a wizard's tower? Let's build something more realistic. But then Sky was like, hey, I'm not for it either, but building something is better than nothing. Definitely a lot of gags get introduced in this episode. Topher obsessing over Chris. Amy taking credit for Sammy's ideas dave flirting with sky leonard still thinking he's a wizard by casting all these spells sugar being annoying and actually believing leonard's a real wizard
1: (laughs) yeah and then you also have uh i'm pretty sure rodney first develops feelings or is that the next episode where rodney starts crushing on jasmine oh no You start crushing on Jasmine in this episode. Yes. This is probably my hottest, one of my hottest total drama takes, is that I don't think Sugar is a completely flawed character. I actually kind of like Sugar in the first few episodes. I think it's funnier when she's, like, just kind of a dumb, like, oh, I love the wizard, like, whatever, we should follow the wizard. Towards the end of the season, she just becomes the token villain, like, kind of like what Lightning did in Revenge. But if you were just going to have, like, a dopey girl, I think Sugar would be a lot funnier. They don't go that route, so... I'm not defending her that much.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I would never... (laughs) How can I forget about this gag? Ella's singing the musical number in almost every (laughs) scene.
1: Yes, which she does mention is a result of watching Total Drama World Tour, and she said she was a big fan of that, so she wants to sing in every episode, too. Which actually reminds me, I don't think I... We've talked about this yet. This is the only season where no characters, and really, except for a little few crumbs no references to past seasons take place at all like no past characters ever show up outside of briefly talking about why the island sunk and like shumming off the uh, confessional this season's very very standalone which i guess is kind of interesting i don't know what do you think of that oh
0: i hated that <laughs> okay yeah team k uh, you know what fuck it let's just say the floating salmon <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that's basically what it translates to
1: Look, Eric and I are not Cree, okay? This is the best we can do. All right. The floating
0: <laughs> salmon win the challenge because, like I said before, they were smart enough to build a treehouse because Chris decided to test out their homes is that they survive a moose
1: stampede. <laughs> That's right. And so, obviously, um, one of those shelters is more safe than the other. We have the treehouse, you know, fairly high above the ground, safe from the moose. And then the Wizard's Tower is much less so, despite Leonard's best attempts to do a Gandalf reference. So you shall not pass, they do pass. And there goes the Wizard Tower.
0: And as an extra bonus this season, the winners get takeout food as a reward. Mm-hmm. I forgot what it was, but basically they win takeout every time they win a challenge.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is interesting, an interesting little twist. And that you do see a lot of uh, campers foraging for food and stuff because, again, there is no mess hall. So, again, like I feel bad because you do see kind of the inklings of a pretty cool concept in this. Campers having to go forage for food, that's when they kind of talk and strategize a little bit, which I know I was just as surprised as you to find out that the campers are actually talking about the game sometimes. They stop and talk instead of just challenge into challenge into challenge. But whatever. Again, you do see kind of a cool concept in there, but they don't really use it too much.
0: And now we move on to the elimination ceremony where one of the confused bears has to eliminate somebody. And there was a funny moment where Dave goes in the confessional and says, Can I vote for four people? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and look, there's a lot of messed up characters on this team, but the fact remains the same somebody didn't contribute that much. And that set person was so focused on making all these fucking sound effects. That's (laughs) really a no-brainer who got eliminated first.
1: Yeah, like, Leonard's Wizard Tower was a horrible idea, but at least he came up with an idea, like, he tried. So, ultimately, yeah, it makes sense why freaking
0: Beardo's out of (laughs) here. Do I even have to say much? I mean, what do you expect from a guy whose name's Beardo? Dude, I was expecting him to win it all.
1: I'm just kidding, obviously. All right. But you may be wondering, well, gosh, my favorite part of Total Drama is the elimination method. Said no one ever, but uh, for some reason the writers are convinced that they have to mix it up every time. And so instead of the hurl of shame and or the toilet of shame, we have the cannon of shame. What's the point? I don't know.
0: Just to accentuate the cartooniness.
1: Yeah. Actually, that's another way this season is unique. I think two or three exceptions throughout the season. Once a contestant leaves, they never come back. They're never seen again. Unlike in uh, Island Action World Tour, where they would all be in the finale cheering them on, cheering on the finalists. Unlike in Revenge, even when the, when they all came back and cheered for the final two, that's it. Once you're eliminated, you're gone from the whole season. Like you never come back again. With like two exceptions, and, and one exception kind of in the middle. That we'll get to, but yeah, uh, I'm not really a big fan of that because I feel like you're, you're not <laughs> developing these characters. You're just, they're your little props, your pawns, and then you launch them away and then they're gone forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Episode two. I love you, Grease Pig. This is the greasy obstacle course episode, right? Yep.
1: Yeah, so it's like a relay race. So uh, each team has like a member on certain checkpoints and uh, they have to carry a pig or lead a pig in some way through a very greasy obstacle course without losing control of that pig. And uh, first person to get their pig over the the finishing wall, I think they have to climb a wall, wins, and the team that does not do so loses. So pretty straightforward.
0: Gag-wise, same shit. (laughs) Leonard still thinks he's a wizard, even though this time it's much more unbearable, including for Dave, because he's like, can we leave fiction aside for five minutes? He's like, <laughs> fiction? This actually happened? <laughs> I think he was saying some shit like, oh, I climbed a tower and stole an eyelash from a dragon.
1: <laughs> yeah, this isn't Dungeons and Dragons, Leonard. This is total drama.
0: I think the teams were arguing about who should relay first and who should go last. And Dave was like, oh, let's leave the final race to Sky. She's an Olympian, after all. No, we have a wizard. He could win the whole game for us but two words, whiz-erd. <laughs> Funny, I took a lot of grammar classes in elementary school, and I don't remember whiz being two words. <laughs> that goes to show how high Sugar's intelligence is. <laughs> the fact that she's potentially dumber than most elementary school kids, maybe even preschool if you really want to stretch it.
1: Well, to be fair, she was based off a girl who was in elementary school at the time, so <laughs> I guess they... The parody was was more close
0: rodney quote-unquote breaks up with jasmine because he thinks amy's attracted to him or some shit like that (laughs) scarlet actually being intrigued by max's potential of being evil at least i think that's the episode that started it
1: yeah i think you're right
0: also i found another reason how i can relate to dave he's a germaphobe oh yes he was like i'll be fine it's not like it's dirty grease or anything I forgot to mention that today's grease came from the grease of Jeff's food truck or some shit like that. <laughs> ah, I got grease all over my body. Get me hand sanitizer and sandpaper for scrubbing. <laughs> but luckily, Sky was able to calm him down. The floating salmon once again win because Leonard tried to conjure up a pig floating spell. And this is where Dave lost it. He was like, just pick up the pig. And climb over the wall, Leonard. Maybe my spell isn't working because somebody's not believing in me. Yes, that's me.
1: I don't believe in you. Now pack up the fucking pig.
0: (laughs) But it doesn't matter. The Flowing Salmon win again, and the Confused Bears lose. So
1: with that, uh, it's time to head to the elimination area.
0: It's a real mystery who gets eliminated this time.
1: (laughs) Hmm. let's
0: think come on do i even have to say it
1: yeah leonard is tonight's big loser he takes the canon of shame off of the show and that's probably the last time we'll ever see him i don't think we're ever gonna have to talk about leonard and total drama right i mean what are the odds that he would ever come back
0: oh you'd be surprised he has a lot of fans out there apparently <laughs> anyway let's just move on to episode three twinning isn't everything
1: so in twinning isn't everything well you know actually the best way to describe it's almost like the paintball or the leech ball challenge in all stars but instead of leeches the contestants have to shoot balloons at each other and uh first team to have all their members get hit loses and by the way they're not water balloons they are full of bizarre and random substances you know total run for the course for chris at this point in the show
0: if the name of the episode didn't give it away, it's mostly focused on Amy and Sammy where Sammy finally stands up to herself, but leave it to Amy to turn her team against her. Mm. But mm-hmm. luckily, Jasmine was the only one who's supportive towards Sammy
1: mm-hmm. Jasmine stands up for Sammy. Actually, I think Jasmine has a few conversations with Sammy where she convinces her to stand up to Amy, too. But yeah, the rest of the team, unfortunately, is tricked by Amy throughout this challenge. Which, by the way, we should say, if you haven't figured it out already, this is definitely more of a floating salmon-themed episode, um, as opposed to the last few. Although there are some developments, like Dave kind of officially develops feelings for Skye in this episode, which that's going to open a whole can of worms. But he starts kind of trying to get closer to her.
0: And accidentally gets her eliminated. Well, from (laughs) the challenge.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: He was like, sorry I got you knocked out of the game, Sky. And I'm sorry bees went after you. I mean, I'm glad. You're glad? (laughs) It's because I'm allergic to bee stings. And peanuts, tomatoes, whole wheat, lion dandruff, and most fruit-flavored gums. Seriously? Well, I've never been tested, but I always thought it'd be easier just to be on the side of caution and... (laughs) There are no words to Dave's explanation.
1: Whatever. Mm -hmm.
0: I think this is also the first episode where Jasmine develops feelings toward Sean
1: yeah so in terms of the floating salmon jasmine and sean may not oh excuse me they're on different teams but in terms of the all the contestants jasmine and sean may not appear to have much in common but they're definitely more survivalist they're like more rugged compared to the other contestants like they're used to kind of sticking it out in the wilderness jasmine's from the outback sean spends his time you know in like bunkers and building shelters from zombies and stuff so They start to develop kind of a friendship that may lead to something more as we go on. Even though they're on different teams, which I got to give props to her because in modern total drama, friendships across teams really don't happen anymore. (laughs) So uh, it's very interesting.
0: I think she was under the impression that, oh, this whole Sami apocalypse thing is just a joke between them. I don't think he's actually serious.
1: Yeah, she doesn't doesn't believe he's completely delusional.
0: (laughs) Oh, Ronnie simps over Jasmine again. <laughs> and I also think this is the episode where Chris starts to get annoyed with Topher because I think Topher says, like, oh, Chris, the new moisturizer you're using, it
1: makes you look 30 years old.
0: I am 30.
1: <laughs> yeah, I forgot to mention, Topher starts out like totally just swooning over Chris, like, oh, you're so great, you're talented, you're the best, you're iconic. And Chris is like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, you're a smart kid. But now we start to see, like, there's something's changing Topher's kind of being like a oh, more you know sinister laced with his compl- they're like backhanded compliments like Eric said and that's definitely going to play a part moving forward as well I feel like I say that a lot but this season actually does get a lot of little subplots rolling which again credit where it's due I guess
0: really confused pairs even though Sky was out Dave actually took the liberty of being the MVP in this episode because I think he eliminated three at the four four members from the flowing salmon
1: yeah i think so
0: but then he gets eliminated by amy because i remember <laughs> that scene amy threw two balloons at dave he dodged both of them but the one balloon sammy threw it hit dave
1: mm-hmm. and then amy was
0: like what and jasmine goes nice shot sammy what no i eliminate dave not sammy and i was like <laughs> bitch please This is why I can't stand Amy. I mean, I don't mind opposite personality between these two, but but it feels unrealistic. Oh yeah.
1: Like you said, if this had been more of a dynamic where she was just a bratty older sister who played well with others, then we could go somewhere. But this is just so unrealistic. It's just like a whiny little crybaby brat who throws a tantrum when she doesn't get her way. She just shits (laughs) on
0: her sister for no reason.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's no sibling rivalry. There's nothing interesting about this. It's just like I'm going to bully you. I'm going to bully you. I'm going to throw a tantrum if you beat me. It's like, this is just so stale and characterless.
0: And go figure, it was Amy's fault that their team lost. They had one balloon left. Jasmine was like, Sammy, this is on you. You got this. And Amy's like, give me that fucking thing. The balloon burst. And she's like, that's it. I'm going to convince the team that it's your fault. <laughs> but the joke was on her because the apple she stole from Sammy earlier was actually a poison apple, I think.
1: I believe you're right. Yes. And it, uh, which was hinted at technically when, uh, basically again, another subplot we forgot to mention or didn't mention was when contestants forage for food, Amy ended up throwing Sammy out to forage for her. And so Jasmine kind of, you know, that's where they bonded Jasmine and Sammy and Jasmine helped Sammy identify some poisonous fruits, which in this instance, she used to get back at Amy and convince everyone that that's Sammy and she's Amy. Which, holy cow, I feel like even just saying that, it's gonna get so, like, crazy to explain. No
0: kidding, Matt. (laughs) So yeah, Amy gets eliminated, and Sammy puts a berry on her face to look like Amy's mole. Basically, she has to disguise as Amy, so that way her team doesn't get suspicious. Well, the only person who knows is Jasmine, but she's a real one, and she's not gonna snitch.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it makes a lot more sense visually, but in case you're not keeping track at home, Sammy was supposed to throw the last balloon, but Amy took it, ruins the challenge. Amy told everyone that that was Sammy who ruined the challenge. So all the team members voted off Sammy, but Sammy was disguised as Amy. So Amy, who Sammy said was Amy, was eliminated instead.
0: <laughs> God, say that three times fast.
1: No, 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 don't, don't, don't. Don't worry. So for those of you keeping track, at this point, amy takes the canon of shame but everyone thinks it's sammy so sammy's still around on pocket tail, living to fight another day but she's disguised as amy which means that she can't be all sweet and nice she has to kind of be like a little bit bratty so that disguise isn't fooled
0: all right episode four i love you i love you nods this um, is the Truth yeah. or Dare episode, I think. Yeah,
1: it's it's pretty much just a Truth or Dare showdown, um, which is interesting because there are a lot of contestants right now who have secrets, you know, people developing romantic feelings for one another. We have Rodney developing feelings for a bunch of girls. We have Sammy, who's literally living a lie, <laughs> pretending to be Amy. And so, yeah, they get, like, this CIA agent chicken, from what I remember, right, who's, like, apparently really good at seeing if you're lying or not. And so, uh, yeah, the teammates have to go back and forth. If you, if you lie, the other team gets a point or something like that, and first team to have the highest amount of points wins.
0: Yeah, I think if you lie, your team gets shocked.
1: Yeah, that's what it is, right.
0: But if you tell something the like truth, that. obviously you get a point. let yeah. also note that it's all randomized. like You never know if you're gonna get a truth or a scare. <laughs> Unless you're Ronnie and you're gonna realize this shit is rigged. <laughs> because literally, throughout the whole episode, Ronnie kept on getting truths about, oh, who would you say from a fiery building? Or if you can marry one person on the island, who would it be? Like something that questions his love life.
1: <laughs> of course.
0: And go figure, Ronnie doesn't have an in him to tell the truth. So he's the reason why his team got shocked a
1: lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, you gotta hand it to him. He is a gentleman. He doesn't want to disappoint any of the girls.
0: but I remember Dave was supposed to kiss somebody next to him. I love that moment where him and Sean briefly looked at each other <laughs> and Sean just tips like no.
1: <laughs> That actually is a very good scene. I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Didn't Sugar eat a tarantula in one challenge? Alright, oh, Sugar, for a point. You have to She just freaking swallows. <laughs> Ew, Sugar, you were supposed to pet the tarantula. Oh, does this count?
1: Yeah, it uh, whatever. <laughs> I was just going to ask you to bet it. <laughs> I do remember that. All right, this episode does have a few lines that do get me. So uh... I
0: mean, not for nothing, this might be my favorite episode of the season, but when you compare this season to episodes from other seasons, it's not really worth talking about.
1: Yeah, like it's a strong episode and a pretty bad season, so that doesn't really say a whole lot. So I agree with that.
0: And during the final stretch, it was between Elle and Ronnie where they have to Untie a knot and shock the other team To win or something like that But there was actually two problems from each team Ronnie has big ass fingers So we couldn't untie the knot And Ella who's literally too pure Even for words she's like (laughs) I can't do it it's so mean (laughs) I think And I think the chicken was like Yeah that's it I can't fucking stand it And she starts shocking both teams (laughs) But because technically Ella untied the knot first Their team wins (laughs) <laughs> and sadly another salmon has to get fried
1: yeah and this is another instance where it's pretty easy to tell who's going home especially since sammy is still evading capture um, or notice so sadly the main man rodney has got to go for his kind of pathetic role in the
0: challenge you know now that i think about it have you noticed that the eliminations this season are way too predictable
1: yes that's a huge problem with this season you know exactly who's going to be eliminated in the first, like, five minutes of the episode.
0: So, yeah, goodbye, Ronnie. Didn't really care about you, but, you know, at least you are a part of a very interesting episode. Yeah. Episode 5, A Blast from the Past.
1: So, in A Blast from the Past, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe this episode. So, the two teams start on opposing ends of two docks, and they have to pick up these big sticks and run at each other and kind of, like, duel. And so... Your goal is to pretty much make it to the other side and put your stick on a wall and first team to get three sticks on the wall wins. But of course, your also your other goal is to make sure the other team's member doesn't make it to that wall. So it's it's kinda like a little bit of a, a battle and like I I don't want to say a relay, but it's like a like a showdown on the docks.
0: Yeah, I'm sure I remember. I think Dave confessed his feelings to Sky, but Sky's like, eh, I'm not so sure at the moment. But Dave's like, all right, I'll take it. Like, he's overly confident that Skye wants to date him. But yeah, on the other side,
1: start something.
0: <laughs> Ella starts to develop feelings towards Dave because in a very not-so-subtle reference to Cinderella, Dave retrieved her shoe or something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... I think Sean was absent through most of the episode because he was convinced that the zombie apocalypse was happening. So he's like, you know what? Let me just dump garbage over my body so that way the zombies don't get attracted to me.
1: Yeah, so at the beginning of the episode, a mysterious green seaweed-covered figure emerges on the island, and Sean obviously is like, all right, this is it. This is the moment I've been training for.
0: And go figure. Dave took advantage of that by saying, oh, Sean, the zombies have afflicted the other team. Use those giant sticks to attack him with all your might. Obviously, this wasn't intentional. This was just Dave's twisted way of trying to get Sean back in the game.
1: Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, the player who was up against Sean was Jasmine. And so, Sean thinks Jasmine is a zombie and beats the crap out of her until she falls off her dock.
0: And then Sean was like, oh shit, maybe there's more to life than just preparing for the undead.
1: Yeah, realize that maybe 16 years too late, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: So now Jasmine hates Sean with a passion.
1: hmm And uh, Sean realizes that he really screwed up and is going to try to make it right.
0: Oh, you know, I just remembered in this episode,
1: what? Chris shaved his 5 o'clock shadow <laughs> beard. I forgot about that. All, of, co- all of Topher's comments kind of got to him.
0: Dude, he looked so weird without facial hair. He looked like he was constantly smiling, even though when he was in fear,
1: like, oh my god. Yeah, so Topher's comments about Chris's age get to him, so he keeps a smile on at all times and shaves his five o'clock shadow that he's had from the beginning. (laughs) It's Pretty interesting.
0: Oh yeah, they also had a fight Scuba Bear, which is self-explanatory. A bear adorned in scuba gear. But thankfully, Ella was able to calm him down with her singing, and this annoyed Chris so much to the point where he was like, Ella, if you sing one more time, you're out of here.
1: Yeah, so that's (laughs) another thing that's gonna be held over ella's head
0: and i also think this is the episode where we solely got to see scarlet reveal her true nature or like it's not that noticeable but you see signs i think max goes you know what scarlet you were very impressive throughout the challenge which is why i'm promoting you to my sidekick and then confessing no, on she's like sidekick <laughs> but during the home stretch and during the home stretch It turns out that the green seaweed monster was actually Amy who survived the cannon shame and somehow managed to swim all the way back to the island just to expose Sammy. So while the two sisters were fighting sugar was able to finish the challenge for her team. And they once again, win,
1: Mm -hmm. leaving the floating salmon up the river (laughs) as a salmon pun. All right. So this is my confession. When I first saw the seaweed monster, I thought it was going to be Ezekiel and I was really excited when this episode first aired, I was like, no way, Ezekiel's back. But it wasn't. So that's was just something I thought was funny. Because, again, we don't get any references to past contestants this season.
0: Not for nothing. That would have given the season a lot more edge.
1: Because- You're right. But enough about Ezekiel. He's not even in this season. Let's talk about the elimination ceremony, which is just as confusing as two episodes ago.
0: Sammy gets eliminated because the team realized, oh, shit, she tricked us.
1: Although technically speaking they eliminate Amy because SAMY was already eliminated, even though it was Amy disguised as Samey. So now they're eliminating SAMY disguised as Amy. And I'm so glad I don't have to do this anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. This is a Ray Rye, my brain, Matt.
1: <laughs> I do think that the Amy Samey dynamics, like okay. Like I think in a better written season it could have worked, especially maybe more samey on her own. But all that happens is Amy relentlessly bullies Sammy and really Amy gets the last laugh. Sammy never gets to be on her own because the only time she ever is on her own, she's forced to pretend to be Amy. So we don't really know what Sammy's like on her own. She's always either in Amy's shadow and Amy comes back and ruins her chances. And it's like, okay, bye, Sammy I guess we don't care.
0: Next episode, Mo Monkey, Mo Problem.
1: This is a very interesting episode in that there's two gold coins and they have to be used on a vending machine. Very simplistic, but the only problem is both of the gold coins are given to monkeys who run around in the forest, and each team has to find a monkey, find a coin, put the coin in the vending machine, and win the challenge. For the phoning salmon,
0: obviously Jasmine is so pissed off at Sean for what happened in the last episode, so this is pretty much the next gag. Sean trying to reconcile with Jasmine.
1: Yeah, and Jasmine really doesn't want to have any of it.
0: We have Dave accidentally breaking Ella's heart because I think he had this whole picnic set up for Sky, but then Ella thought it was for her. And then Dave's telling like, if you're just somebody like Skye, you, you gotta do the most romantic thing.
1: <coughs> I'm pretty sure he even says, like, do you know where Skye is? Can you go get her for me? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like Eric said, at this point, her heart gets crushed.
0: But it wasn't intentional, obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And I think Max wanted revenge on Jasmine for some reason. At least yeah. I think that's what happened, because I remember Max set up a trap for Jasmine, but he ended up trapping the whole team, and Jasmine goes, who set up this trap? And then Max goes, it was I, Max. <laughs> what do you think, Jasmine? Does my evil superiority intimidate you? Well, you're trapped too, dumbass.
1: <laughs> yep. And then one of my favorite scenes, in, or one of my favorite lines like that actually had me laugh out loud in the season, <laughs> Jasmine's like, I know who I'm voting off tonight. <laughs> Max goes, Uh, I'm not a mind reader. (laughs) It caught me so off guard. No, these writers can write a good joke every now and then. I gotta give them credit. Especially when they're not taking old characters and driving them into the ground.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I think the Confused Bears literally had a bear problem. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because like the wild bear ate the monkey so they had to figure out how to get the bear all the way to the vending machine so they can get the monkey at the
1: bear like it, it's just so fucking weird man <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure the monkey ate the coin and the bear ate the monkey and it was just like <laughs> like a little russian doll situation going on
0: <laughs> however the only way they were able to get the bear to cooperate with them is by having ella
1: sing yes but if you remember ella would be banned From singing, and if she ever sang again, she'd be instantly eliminated. But don't worry, her teammates know how to keep a secret. (laughs) They do sing, the bear does go with them, and I believe it's a very, very close stretch, but uh, the confused bears do actually win in the end. At least at first, because then, at the elimination ceremony for the floating salmon, Chris reveals that, bum bum bum, Ella was found out.
0: Because he received an...
1: Uh, Ugnominous note. (laughs) I mean, if they're going to edit this episode anyway and like air it, you'd imagine that in universe Chris would have seen this, but like I'll play along. (laughs) I like the (laughs) ugnominous,
0: yeah. If it wasn't obvious already, it was Sugar who ratted out to
1: Chris. (laughs) Yeah, Sugar didn't like Ella, kind of saw her as like a rival in a way, another princess because she's the pageant queen. Just, and she hated how nice ella was because at this point trigger starts getting really really mean because the writers are just like yeah we need a another jerk so uh yeah ella goes but not before she sings one last farewell song
0: yeah so sad but in the end i really didn't care about her
1: <laughs> yeah like i kind of found her more one of the more amusing contestants maybe it's just because she's a very nice character like a sweet character but like You're right. She's nothing really crazy. Um, In fact, she might be a little bit mentally crazy. So uh, she's gone, and we're down to our final eight.
0: Episode seven. This
1: is the pits. So the two teams are dropped into an underground cave, and first team to escape said cave is safe.
0: Is this the episode where Topher stole Chris's phone?
1: Uh, Possibly. I, I think you're right. That I remember vividly.
0: I just don't remember which episode it was, but I'm pretty sure it's this one.
1: He 100% has it in the next episode, but yeah, maybe he does take it in this one. Oh, yes, he does. I remember, because when they're in the caves, he's like looking for Wi-Fi, I remember, or service. So he has Chris's phone. He's trying to get in touch with executives and people in the industry to get a gig of his own, and that's kind of what Topher's distracted by, because if you're keeping track at home, Topher's not really doing much. He's not really a team player. Just kind of focused on himself.
0: He's basically, like we keep alluding, a younger version of Chris. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think Jasmine was revealed to be claustrophobic.
1: Yes. Jasmine has a very difficult time navigating the uh, caves, and it's not even, it's definitely not made any better when the team gets separated, and she's stuck with Topher, and Max and Scarlet are stuck somewhere else, and the confused bears kind of have their own can of worms to deal with.
0: Because I remember throughout the episode, every time when Dave was so close to the kissing Sky, some freaky shit happens. <laughs> Including a scene where he accidentally kissed a bat. <laughs> <laughs> ah, bat germs, bat germs. And you know what's the creepiest thing about that kiss? The bat was clearly into it.
1: <laughs> oh, that joke hasn't aged
0: well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care about this episode that much, except for this scene. They were able to get out of the cave through a fucking toilet. which oh my god eps in the chat for dave you already know how he feels
1: about that oh yeah uh (laughs) that's not good i another part i do like is um when max and scarlet find their way out of the cave by (laughs) finding a random elevator which is funny but especially uh, interesting for what's coming up next um in the next few episodes what we learn about the
0: island but it didn't matter
1: how the teams got out of the
0: cave because There was one critical error that both teams made, and that was they didn't cross the finish line. (laughs) Yes, because Chris was that cynical about them not doing something as simple as that. He decided that no team won the challenge.
1: Yeah, so because he's extremely petty, that doesn't mean there's no ceremony. He calls everybody to the ceremony, and I think a lot of us were expecting, oh boy, Final 8, they're going to freaking do the merge at the Final 8 again like they did last season. But no, not yet. Instead, he breaks up two "quote unquote" partnerships uh because he says that they're giving whatever, like they're giving the teams unfair advantages because they they're just like these two relationships. And so, Sky and Dave have to be split, and Max and Scarlet have to be split.
0: But this is sad news for Dave because how the hell is he going to simp for Sky when they're on opposing teams?
1: Yeah, it's going to be tough. Although, again. We are at our final eight now, so it does seem like the merge is around the corner. Obviously, Dave doesn't know that because this is his first season. But yeah, who knows? Maybe they won't be separate for much longer. Three zones and a baby. All right, listen, Chris... (laughs) Chris is insane, especially in the new seasons. He's, like, delusionally insane. But this episode might just be the lowest he goes. The final eight contestants each have to traverse extremely dangerous environments with rattlesnakes and lions and avalanche-laced mountains while carrying actual human babies.
0: You have to be pretty fucking stupid to trust your infants with Chris McClain.
1: Think of how far we've come since Total Drama Action when they had that joke where Duncan was in the ball pit and the little baby comes out like, Mommy, and Chef like flies down and picks him up leaves. Because obviously it's like, okay, this is like a lawsuit waiting to happen. We got to get this baby out of here. Three seasons later, we're at the point now where babies are just like part of the challenge and no one cares. How far we have come.
0: Yeah, even watching this episode for the first time, I wasn't on board with this because I was like, all right, this is going too far.
1: Yeah, it's insane. I'm pretty sure they referenced that. They're like, Chris, what the hell's wrong with you? And he's just like, ah, little old me.
0: Yeah. Bye. But we soon find out that babies are actually Max's weakness. Because even though he dreams of world domination, he has a soft spot towards babies. Mm -hmm. Jasmine was trying to convince Sky to focus on the game and not so much Dave. And and Topher was waiting for the producers to call him back and say like, Oh, you know what? You can make an excellent replacement for Chris. But he cost his team the challenge. Mm -hmm. And we got to see more of Scarlett's devious side in a way. If you lose this challenge for us, you're going to wish you never met me. And then Topher's like, okay, when did Scarlet start to turn evil? (laughs) Ah, the damn foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, big surprise. Topher gets eliminated. But he was like, I don't even care because I just got a call from the producers saying that you're eliminated, Chris, and I'm taking over the show. Which actually Mm. led to another funny moment I love from the season. It turns out the guy called Topher was actually Chris. Wearing a fake beard and glasses while talking in a rough voice. <laughs> yeah, I think even Chef brought it up. He was like, Why the f- glasses and beard? He couldn't even see you. Hello, it's called getting into character. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Like, oh man, Fresh, as shitty as this season is, that is a good moment. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got so, yeah, credit with
0: Topher's left speechless. Samarin and all that shit that chris just shoves him in the cannon and eliminates him
1: so bye bye tofer and hello final seven
0: and bye bye to all the good parts of the season
1: yeah because you've noticed uh at this point you know we've been laughing there's some funny lines some funny character moments but really once the teams dissolve it's like a different show like it's just like oh gosh what happened it's back to that total drama all-stars tradition of just running all these characters into the ground for the most part yeah <sighs> God, not this episode. Hurl and go seek. Some people actually say that this episode is just as bad as, like, Sunday Monday, Sunday and, and others of the worst of total drama. Which, I guess I could say it. They're not wrong,
0: because this episode is horrible. I mean, this also hurts me personally, because
1: this episode
0: destroyed, and when I mean destroyed, they ruined Dave's character.
1: Yeah, so up to this point, however you felt about Dave, he's either like, you know, this. I'll talk about Dave in a second. Okay, first, really quickly, the final seven contestants have to eat a disgusting meal. The winner gets to hunt down the losers in hide-and-seek, and whoever's not found gets immunity. Simple as that. But what it does to Dave, going off of what you said, Eric, like, up to this point, you, you know, you like Dave, you don't like Dave. Maybe you think he's the normal guy. Oh, he's a germaphobe. That's funny. Oh, he's, you know, kind of pestering Sky, whatever. Or maybe him and Sky will end up together. This episode, it just it just ends all of that. It just takes this character, and however you like, thought about it before, whether you liked him or you didn't like him, most people after this point would say he's just a failure of a character now.
0: Basically, what happened to him, he gets the impression that, oh, Sky's an Olympian. That means she only dates competitive people. I just have to be even more competitive than her. But he ended up acting like an asshole that Sky openly said on international television that you were never my boyfriend and you'll never be my boyfriend. You're just a fucking loser. (laughs) And that just destroyed Dave's self-esteem. Like he lost the will to compete. Kind of feel bad for him, but he kind of had it coming. But, oh my god, this was just so unbearable to watch. I didn't even care that Sean and Jasmine reconciled because this episode was a fucking train wreck.
1: Not to mention, I just found this episode just really gross. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, because they have
0: to eat vomit related foods.
1: Yeah, so the food that they have to eat for that eating challenge is expired, like gross food from like 20 years ago or something. And so they all slowly, realistically start getting sick and vomiting. And it's just so gross. It's, ew, it's gross. Like, we've had characters vomit before, but it's usually instant. It's just like, oh, I ate something gross. Blah. Oh, I'm motion sick. Blah. Oh, that's really gross. Something I'm looking at right now. Right. This, it's just like you get to see them like slowly <clears throat> decay and get right. green and sick. It's like, oh, oh, I don't like that. It's really, really gross. Although it is worth noting that while Max and Scarlet are trying to hide, they uncover a secret control panel that Max promptly throws up on, ruining Scarlet's plans to try to figure out more about it. And that sets the stage for the next episode.
0: But first, we have to talk about who gets eliminated. Now, interestingly enough, Sky would have been eliminated, but. Dave decided to vote for himself so he ends up getting eliminated because he was like oh if I can't win Sky's affection I might as well quit the game
1: yeah he votes himself out like a freaking simp yeah and there goes Dave I think most of us were expecting Dave to be a character who made it really far because he almost seemed like this this season's main character sort of so I think a lot of us were surprised at this point I certainly was
0: honestly I was kind of hoping he would win this season because he's the only normal character in the sponge. Mm -hmm. but after this episode he's a lost cause i hate to say yeah but that's not important right now because literally moments after dave gets eliminated some freaky shit goes on in the island
1: yeah it is really whack uh and it's pretty much i believe like a straight into the next episode these episodes are like back to back where chris is kind of forced to explain what's going on because this was also hinted at earlier in the season you'd have characters go to a spot and they're like huh that rock wasn't there before huh That tree only grows in Australia. Huh, what's going on here? Well, this episode, the cat is out of the bag. Chris reveals that the island is completely artificial. It's a mechanical, robotic island. All the animals, all the plants, all the nature, all the rocks, all the minerals, everything is totally mechanical and fake. Just as a kind of way to have a controlled environment. Scarlet, knowing this, hacks into the mainframe and announces that she's going to self-destruct the island until Chris gives her the million dollars and the other contestants have to hunt her down while Chris and Chef abandon ship.
0: I gotta be honest with you, I hated this direction. They falsely made you believe that this is a mysterious island that's based off Cree culture or something, but no, it's all just mechanical and shit.
1: Yeah, this is where that survival theme from earlier goes out the window. It's like, oh, cool, you know, you're foraging, you're hunting, it's like, whatever. No, 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 it's all fake, it's all fake.
0: I mean, I would like this idea if it was brought up in the beginning, like, Chris would have explained earlier that, yeah, this is a fake island. Maybe they could have used the different environment modes to their certain challenges just to make this season more interesting. But Absolutely. no, let's just leave it vague until the last four episodes. Yep. Oh, yeah, and if Matt's synopsis didn't give it away, Scarlet is the true villain this whole season.
1: Yeah, and not just any villain, but, like, Mal-level super villain. where it's just like, like oh, I'm going to undo my hair. I have crazy hair. I'm going to kill everyone. Mwahaha which, shout out to Chris, this is another one of Chris's weakest moments where, again, think about action. Think about when all the contestants were going to die in the submarine, and he was freaking out about lawsuits. At this point, he's like, ah, they could all die, oh well. (laughs) I'm going to go in my helicopter, see you guys. You'll figure it out. Again, we talked about character derailment with Chris already, and
0: I know they eventually stopped Scarlet. Oh, wait. Sean, Sky, and Jasmine were surrounded by revive Chris's, and Sean beats the crap out of them because he's like, oh shit, they're just like zombies. <laughs> and then Sugar manages to tie up Scarlet with their absurdly long hair that she's been keeping in a bun throughout the season.
1: Yes, sir, Ebob. bub And
0: how the hell do they stop the island from self-destructing? Just have Sky press Control-Alt-Delete. <laughs> I was like, wow. That was very <laughs> right. anticlimactic.
1: Very interesting. Um, but the day is saved, and... At first, it doesn't even seem like there has to be an elimination ceremony because we could just, you know, kick out Scarlet and uh, have our final four, right?
0: Yeah, Scarlet is forced out of the game. And then Max quotes on saying like, "Ha, you see, I've been the true villain this whole time or something like that. And mm-hmm. then Chris is like, yeah, I'm done with evil characters. So he
1: just eliminates him as well. BS. I know they did it because they ran out of episodes. They only have 13. But like, poor Max, bro. He didn't do anything wrong. He actually saved the day. He helped them get in there and he gets blamed max is a controversial character because some people think he's pretty funny and some people think he's very annoying i'm like halfway i think he's a goofball like i kind of find him funny like ironically all right call me crazy i think that max being named max is a reference to mal because he's an over-the-top villain and it's like one letter off from mal (laughs) i feel like they knew what they were doing but i have no evidence of that
0: (laughs) honestly matt that's something i can buy
1: <laughs> like somebody in the writer's room was like man mel sucked hey what if we just have a character that makes fun of mel like he just thinks he's this great villain and he's not <laughs> the,
0: oh my god matt
1: <laughs> total drama pocket two island conspiracy theory you heard it here first folks
0: <laughs> all right so we have our final four in episode 11 i believe skyfall
1: Hmm. so this is a fairly simple challenge they uh, the final four have to climb at the top of a mountain and the last person to make it up there is eliminated. There's no ceremony. We're actually done with voting. Dave's elimination was the last elimination vote. Yeah, so whoever just makes it last is instantly eliminated. And, of course, it won't be a normal mountain climb. There's, like, crazy flying robot alligators and stuff and, like, tight ropes of death. Like, crazy stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't remember much of this episode. All I remember is that Jasmine gets eliminated.
1: Like, yeah, I all I remember is sugar and sky since the last episode have like a semi-alliance, even though Sky doesn't really like sugar. She just like recognizes, oh, Sean and Jasmine are close. I guess I can use sugar, like we could balance it out. Is very competitive, cutthroat, does not like jasmine, realizes how big of a threat jasmine is, even though sugar's supposed to be dumb, whatever. And so yeah, I think through sabotage at some point, like she drops a tree on Jasmine or something. Oh, like yeah, that. yeah, she does. <laughs> it's like nuts. And Jasmine, like, breaks her leg or something. It's crazy. She was struggling to move because she has a fucking tree through her body. That's right. I might be remembering some other scene. But anyway, yeah. Jasmine, like, tries to make it to the top while she's stuck in a tree and obviously does not work out. And, yeah, so like you said, Jasmine gets eliminated. Although she and Sean agree that if Sean wins, they're going to split the prize money, which is a, uh, a promise that Sean will regret making as we reach the finale. Yeah,
0: sorry if I don't have much to say about this episode. I think it's just, it's so simple that it's boring.
1: Yeah, nothing happens. (laughs) Like, literally nothing happens.
0: (laughs) Nothing happens in this episode, and to an extent, nothing happens for the rest of the season. It's just so cut and paste.
1: Yeah, and here's something crazy I just realized. Sean and Jasmine are the only couple this entire season. That's kind of nuts. I mean, you could argue Dave and Skye, but that was very toxic. Did they end up
0: together? I don't even remember. I don't think so, but we'll elaborate more as we get to the finale. Oh, absolutely. Spoilers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, um, yes, heading into Pact with Talent, the penultimate episode, we have our final three, much like Total Drama Island, all from the same team, technically. Although this guy did have a team change. They are
0: all members of the Confused Bears. I think the first challenge, they had hop or something.
1: Yeah, so in this episode, the, th- the final three each come up with three challenges, and so basically... I think it's first place, you get three points. Second place, you get two points. And last place, you get one point or something like that. Who, or maybe it's two points, one point, zero points. I really don't remember. And basically, whoever has the least amount of points by the end of all three challenges is instantly eliminated.
0: I do remember the final challenge was the talent show, and that was Sugar's idea.
1: Yeah, from the name of the episode, The Pocket with Talent, you'd think it would be the the main challenge. But um, yeah, so Sky, being an Olympian, proposes a hurdle race. Sean, being a zombie apocalypse fanatic. It's like climbing trees and jumping from tree to tree. And then yes, yeah, Sugar proposes a talent show, which is very interesting. <laughs> if I remember correctly, I don't remember what, what did Sky do for her talent because I remember Sean does like armpit farts, which got him a perfect 10, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure the judges are like Chris Chef and like an intern or Chris Scuba Bear and an intern or something like that.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, you're right. It was armpit farts and all the judges gave Sean a perfect 10 out of 10.
1: <laughs> so that pretty much guaranteed Sean a spot in the finale um, I, I don't, rem- I really don't remember what Skye did do you remember? oh I remember
0: she was a cowgirl and she was destroying other cardboard cutouts with burps
1: that's right um, and I don't think that did super well so Sky was worried Chris gave her like a 5 out of 10 or something <laughs> she was like why would you only give me half a
0: 10 the concept was boring and the story was cliche <laughs>
1: But then, obviously, Sugar blows it all away by performing, if I remember correctly, it's country and rap, so she calls it Craptree, and she does, like, some weird hip-hop country song on stage, and literally, it immediately just cuts to her in the can of shame. <laughs> like, not even wasting time. Like, we know she she just bombed it.
0: I mean, in the end, I still don't like Sugar, but even I think that was completely rushed.
1: oh dude this episode was so rushed like i think it was literally like sky was like oh man sugar has to do really bad if i want to be in the finale and then sugar just does really bad and then sky's in the finale like it's just like oh wow okay that's it (laughs)
0: let's just talk about the final episode because i literally run out things to say about this season because it's just so fucking boring and goes downhill very fast
1: Yeah, like, I don't even have as much fun talking about how crap the season is compared to talking about how much crap Total Drama All-Stars is. Because, honestly, like, these are new characters. We don't really care about them as much at all. Yeah, so, fairly formulaic finale. Try saying that three times fast. Sean and Sky are each going to do, like, a race around the island. They have to go through, like, under mud or, like, swamp water or something. They have to, like, go skiing or, like, in a snowy area. It's, like, really wild, obviously. But instead of inviting contestants back to watch, like most seasons have, we get more of an all-star situation where you get to choose one contestant randomly to help you. And so each of them obviously choose somehow coincidentally choose uh, characters who are relevant to their own arcs.
0: Sean ends up with Jasmine, while Sky reluctantly ends up with Dave.
1: I think I remember Sky rolls Dave, and she's like, "Oh, can I have a reroll?" And Chris is like, "Sure." And then she just rolls Dave again. <laughs>
0: But Sky was like, you know what? If I'm going to win this game, I'm going to need all the help I can get. So she ends up kissing Dave. Oh, mm-hmm. I actually liked you this whole time. And afterwards, I want to go out with you. So, yeah, it looks like things are finally working out for Dave and Sky, Or so we thought. <laughs> because after the first half of the episode, Chris decides to spice things up by revealing some secrets that both finalists had. <laughs> In this case. Chris revealed to Jasmine Sean's confessions about how he's annoyed with splitting the money with Jasmine or something like that. Saying like, oh, I need the money so I can survive the zombie apocalypse. Jasmine's idea sucks. Worst partner ever. Something like that.
1: Yeah, because like she has to, if I remember correctly, Jasmine wants to spend her half of the winnings on like a a flower shop or something. And Sean's like, oh, no, no, I I need the full million if I want there to be like an actual great well-made bunker. And like that flower shop idea is like crap.
0: As for Dave, he reveals Sky's audition tape. And you're probably thinking, what's so dark about that? Well, at the end of the tape, Sky says, I'm really gonna miss my boyfriend. Oh no. Dave was not having that shit.
1: <laughs> I think Sky explains that they broke up like pretty much like not long after that tape was filmed. But yeah, Dave was not happy.
0: And it sucks too, because Sky genuinely does love Dave, but now. They just ruined Dave's character again.
1: Yeah, because Dave now goes, like, absolutely, like, if you thought Dave was off his rocker in the Hurl and Go Seek episode, it's over for him here. Because now, of course, the big twist being Chris gives Dave and Jasmine, like, methods to sabotage the people that they were supposed to be helping, because now they're both pissed at them. And Dave is, like, maniacal. Like, he's like, oh, I want to kill Sky. Like, I hope she's like, blows up or something like that. Or, like, if I win the million dollars, I want to burn it.
0: Maybe there's a reason why this episode is called Lies, Cries, and a Big Prize. (laughs) But, yeah, I really didn't care about this finale. Yeah, it's, like, just so forgettable, you know? Either Sky makes it down the hill before Sean does, or vice versa. Either way, it really doesn't matter who wins.
1: (laughs) it's just totally irrelevant
0: but the one thing that stays consistent is the fact that jasmine and sean get back together
1: yeah making them technically the the one truly successful couple from this season which is you know whatever wish i could
0: say the same thing for dave and sky
1: yeah yeah, uh, i can't
0: believe they fucking left them on the
1: island just to get potentially mauled by scuba bear possibly to death because there's not medical care That could be it. That's the last time we've ever seen Dave or any total drama season or Pocket 2 Island at all. So it's like, dude, I hope he's all right, man. He might be dead.
0: If I could pick any character from this series that needs redemption, it has to be Dave.
1: Dude, I think it would be really cool if there was another All-Star season and you had Dave on there, and he's almost like Gwen, where he gets put on the villains team, thinks he doesn't belong there. Chris is like, nah, you're freaking insane. And he, like, redeems himself. Like, I think that would be pretty cool. I'd love to see something like that. Oh, I- better
0: yet, if he did the same thing like in All-Stars, where it was a mix between old and new characters, I can genuinely see a friendship between Owen and Dave.
1: Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing.
0: Think about it. <laughs> You have Owen, who's big, lovable, and disgusting. Then you have Dave, who's very neat, easily frustrated. Like <laughs> I feel like those two could balance each other quite well. And yeah. and potentially that second All-Star season could have fixed the relationship between Dave and Sky. But yep. never going to happen.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if they've officially said it yet, but it, the, I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it is like 99% sure confirmed that this upcoming season or two seasons they're using totally new characters so once again a new generation that just gets totally abandoned much like revenge of the island which only had like a season and a half uh, so yeah i don't know what it is about them with introducing new characters not developing them and then dropping them in favor of more characters that are introduced and not developed but like it's not a good system so kind of sad like all these characters like we have no reason to care about them we're never going to see them again like you said
0: yeah overall
1: pocket two Island. I'm not a big fan of this season.
0: It had some humorous moments here and there in the first half. But during the second half, when the merch comes, my god, it becomes so unbearable to watch. So boring and frustrating that I honestly can't see myself watching any episodes from time to time like it's just that forgettable
1: yeah so i don't know if that makes it better or worse than all stars because all stars sometimes i'm like morbidly curious to be like oh god like this is like how bad is this Pocket, i just don't care at all about Two. it's just such a forgettable bad bo- and it's like boring bad it's just like oh great another crappy season but
0: it is better than all stars i'll get it bad
1: not by much yeah because again all stars takes classic characters and characters we're just learning to love and just grinds them into the ground this just introduces new characters you know if you like them if you don't like them i personally don't really like most of them but they're new characters so it's like all right whatever new mediocre characters is better than old characters becoming horrible
0: but this makes me more worried about the next season because it's like you said matt they're introducing a new generation of characters so, if they were this brain-dead with coming up with characters for this season, the future's not looking so good, man.
1: Dude, like, we're out of teenage tropes. Like, they were scraping the bottom of the barrel even here. What, what are they gonna do now? <sighs> uh.
0: But anyway, what do you guys think of Total Drama Pocket 2 Island? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Let us know in our Discord server. A link will be provided, as always, along with the link to our Instagram page, at Geeks Crossing. Continue to support us on all major listening platforms, such as Anchor, Spotify, Google Play iTunes, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasting needs.
1: Of course, tell your friends and family about us, especially any total drama fans in your life. And if you want more geeky
0: content, head over to Twitch to check out Nuclear Bacons CryptoWalk Games, E-Man the Legendary, Carabite, and of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel, E-Man the Legendary, but more importantly, stay true to your geek selves.